the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with my legal eagle, Jerry Feeney, and my financial whiz, Ace W. And uh, as I told you, I'm so looking forward to being a keynote and our top, top coach, Jan Copeland. How are you, Jan? I'm doing great. Hi, Dottie. I'm looking so forward to seeing you, and uh, I'm I'm very excited to be speaking at your conference. Everyone's very excited about it, and I wanted to talk to you and to our audience and to our listeners uh, about how you started, Libby. I mean, I was totally impressed with you. I, you know, you sent me a little video, you and your sister. So tell us how this whole started. Okay, great. Um, and by the way, we are so over the moon excited to have you, Dottie. So thank you for being our keynote. Um, there's quite a buzz on social media, so we're really excited. Um, how my sister and I, my twin sister and I, um, started a company called Livy Girl Coaching. And um, basically, we both had uh, corporate careers, very successful. Um, I was in corporate on the telecom side for just short of 15 years. Um, always on the sales and marketing, and Judy had been an attorney, and um, and she also had gotten her real estate license. So when my son became really ill when um, when he was born, I had to stop the corporate world, and um, I became a realtor. And um, it was amazing because I shot to the top really quickly and formed a team and was successful for well over a decade. Well. I don't know, maybe about two and a half, three years ago, I started getting like a sickness in my stomach just thinking about all the women that I thought would make it and they quit. You know, they joined my brokerage and they quit. And I'm like, wait, what happened to them? So um, I went to the International Coach Federation, ICF in D.C., and I was certified as a coach. And I started coaching while I was still, you know, an active agent and team leader in Virginia. And um, so, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I convinced Judy, I said, hey, why don't we start a, com- a coaching company? And uh, so we launched it about a year and a half ago. It went well. And so about six months ago, I sold my team. Uh, and now and now you sold your coaching. team. 
Uh, yes, oh, I that's did. interesting because I thought I think that when it comes to real estate, I think everyone, you know, New York certainly has the price points, but they're not as progressive. Jerry and Ace, have you ever heard of anyone selling your team? No, no. You, you should really, I, if you're not, that's something that they can learn in New York because I always would say to them, you know, unlike if you if you have a stock, you know, if you're a stockbroker, you can sell your book of business. If you're an insurance agent, uh-huh. I would say, you know, in real estate, that's really tough. I would just figure out a way. That would be a wonderful. So you actually sold your team. I did. Wow. I did, and I had four people that were vying for it, and so I interviewed them. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't broadcast it because I kind of wanted to leave my market quietly. But yeah, and it was it was great. So that gave me a nice cushion of money um, to be able to, you know, start this entrepreneurial venture. That's wonderful. Now, you your company is called Libby. Yeah, it's Libby Girl Coaching. We started out as Libby Bryn Success Coaching. My grand my first granddaughter's name is Olivia Bryn. And so she's just such the apple of my eye. I said, we're naming the company after my granddaughter. But everybody's like, what's Bryn? What's Bryn? So we changed it to Livy Girl Success Coaching. So that's what it is. Livy Girls. Yes. And so and you and you are you writing a book or is your book is you wrote it already and your book is coming. Yeah, no, I I, I actually wanted to have my book written in time for the. You should have. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'd be like uh, me. I was doing I started doing a book. I mean, I've been asked to do books for so many years and I just, you know, start them. And then I you really have to it requires a lot of time is really put into it. But your book is coming out. And what's it called? Outrageous real estate success. Um, well, we're actually working on two books. So okay. one is um, outrageous real estate success, and the other one is kind of a personal thing that kind of speaks to um, having coached hundreds of women. I see a pattern of lack of self-esteem and different issues that women have. So that book, I haven't nailed down on a title yet. Um, but yeah, but they both will be definitely be done uh, this year. So. That's great. I mean, that's yeah. really that's really great. You know, I you know I, I was talking to, I was I was really thinking about what I would speak about because you know we can. I mean, I pretty much could speak about anything, really. And then I was going to do these the slides. And I said, no, no, no. I'm going to really talk to them uh, straight and with, you know, because I see those issues and some of the trials and tribulations we all go through. And that's why I think it's so important. I mean, they didn't have them when I started, but I think coaching uh, and somebody to keep you going is really good because it's easy when everything is great, but sometimes it's really tough. And mm-hmm. a lot of women don't have the support or, you know, so I, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And I know everyone's excited. Now, you, so when you come out with your book, uh, that'll even be better. And if there's one that's more, a little bit more personal, I think that's really great because I'm sure if there's a lot of things that you probably do see with coaching women that's different. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, women, they'll spend money on their kids. They'll spend money on other things. But when we talk about, you know, when I do the strategy session with them and they're like, yes, I need this, I need this. And they're like, oh, well, I, I don't have the money for that. They and put- so I try to explain that, look, you know, if you want to go impress your would-be clients buying a Mercedes or, a, you know, a fancy car, um, that is, you know, is not the best investment in your business. 
Whereas this is an investment in yourself and your business. Because to your point, Dottie, we cover accountability. Of course, I hold my clients accountable, but it's also the the cheerleader, the you know the you know the text when they have a customer issue that I've had in my past, and I can help them um, keep that deal from falling apart and things like that. So it's really. Um, I'm very, very much involved with my clients' lives, um, way more than just being accountable. And I always say it's like, you know, famous singers still have voice coaches. That's so, true. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. one thing I can tell Absolutely you, they totally didn't have true. many courses when I was uh, started real estate, but I went to everything I could. And people would say to me, why would you spend the money? The company's not paying for And, hey, I am such a believer that I started at, at Douglas Elliman because um, I had it on Long Island for all these years. Uh the, the academy because of, of training and continuing and, and I believe so much in that and I think that the day yes. you stop growing and learning and I don't think enough people period in the real estate business invest, especially will invest in themselves mm-hmm. okay oh Jan right. I have a question for you there's a caller on the line Dawn hi Dawn from- yes hello how are you um, thank you for calling I on real estate uh- Good to hear your yes, voice. Thank you. Thank you for having your program. Um, I want to know, uh, my daughter got uh, recently filled a position in a local real estate office in Queens, and she said the position is called um, assistant. Now, I'm not sure it's assistant to the broker or assistant to the real estate agent. I asked her, when is she getting her first paycheck? And she said, um, well, I get paid when my uh, boss gets paid. And I'm like, what? And I was saying, you're not on salary? She goes, no, I'm not. I said, well, how are you going to pay your rent? And she says, well, he told me when I got interviewed that um, I'll probably be making more money than when I got a salary working retail. You know, she had a Manhattan job. It wasn't real estate, but regular job in Manhattan. What is she talking about? And should she leave that job? Well, I'm gonna. I will give you. Uh, I'll give you my point of view. Jan, you count. Jan's a coach for real estate agents. It sounds like she's working for a real estate agent. Um, right, 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 Jan. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to tell you something. I we were just talking during the break, and I, I have to say that we are blessed to be in an industry that, uh, unfortunately, it's hard to get started, but. Really, there's no limit to how much money she can make. And what generally happens, and um, Jan counsels people all over the country, including New York, uh, but uh, so, but mostly all over the country. I think it's pretty much when you start a business, you ask, she's actually starting to work for a broker. And if you think about real estate, what they really are, these are independent contractors that work under a company. And uh, they're really building a business. So she's, you know, now how they get paid is really, I think, across the board, Jan, would you say different? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dawn, I understand you're, you know, you're definitely looking out for your daughter's best interest, and it does sound odd on the surface. But, yeah, the beautiful thing about real estate, like Dottie said, is that there is no limit. And so um, when I had an assistant, when I had a team and I had an assistant, I paid her a base plus. If the team did hit certain points and different um, number of closed deals, then she benefited from that financially. So, and like Dottie said, every broker decides how they're going to pay their assistant. And so what, what should have happened is your daughter should have gotten a, an agreement 
that she would sign and the broker would sign. And that way it's in writing so that it's very clear. It doesn't sound like your daughter's clear on how exactly she's getting That's paid. A good point, and you. so, you know, so I would think that your daughter is in a great industry and I wish that I would have gotten in when I was like 25. I mean, cause it's a great industry. Well, she's, so yeah, I, so she's, um, she's in. over 35. Well, here's she's the thing. Of course, Here's the thing, Dawn. What she really, I, 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 I think that this is a, a, an individual's decision. But what I can tell you is, if she's not getting any pay and she's getting some piece of the deal, I agree with Jan. She should get in writing exactly how this person's paying her. But if she doesn't have the money to hold out, because you know, I don't know, I don't know too much about the broker. I don't know if it's a broker that has a lot of deals or has a, you know, so it's cash flow. So I don't, you know, I don't know her arrangement as far as if the broker, how, you know, how how many deals he would have. So if she, if she. How long should she wait before she gets well, I think any? She, I mean, she's shy to say anything, well, I guess. Me, say, uh, um, when am I going to get my first? Dawn, she doesn't let, want to be shy. She should go to the coach here. She won't be shy after a while. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Well, she's, she's really, just, if she likes the business itself, even if she's with someone that doesn't work out, she's going to learn a whole new business, yeah. which I can tell you, and I'm sure Jan, that's what she's, um, I can't think of another business that has more of a potential for somebody than the real estate business. And I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't make any money, but it's not because they can't. It's because they don't want to do what it takes. Whatever your daughter's position was, uh, in court, you know, before she will definitely make more money in real estate if she's cut out for it. Um, as far as the team, I couldn't advise you on this team. I don't know the team. I don't know their track record. I think what you should do is, first of all, she should have some agreement in writing mm-hmm. and then look at, you know, because I don't know how quickly deals take three or four months, usually in New York, for them to close. And, and- I think part of the confusion here is the terminology assistant. If I, for example, in my office hire an assistant and I give them hours and they have to come in for nine to five and sit there and work for me, that's an employee relationship and they're an administrative assistant. They have to be paid in accordance with labor laws. It's different when you uh, become an assistant sales representative where you're working on a team, but you're not, you don't have set hours and things like that, but rather you're assistant to the lead sales agent on the team. And then it might be more of an independent contractor relationship. It really depends. And then it would be commission based oftentimes. So maybe it's the terminology assistant that might be throwing you, but it's not at all unusual. The situ- the, uh, the relationship that yeah. you're talking about. There's some this. assistants that get paid salaries and some that are working on commissions. Yeah. And depending on the average price there and how well this person does, if it's a good broker, they make a lot of money. And it depends on, I don't know how much he's giving her. So you need, if you want, if you can get the terms of her agreement, and then you can mm-hmm. call us and we'll be able to help you a little bit more. And she should know, too. Great, yeah. thank you. All right. and uh, But she's really in a good right. business. So, I mean... And I, I, you know, and actually, that besides, for Jan can tell you, what we've seen the last maybe ten, eight, ten years, maybe you know, about that, is people building businesses within business. And, and Jan, I'm sure you coached people that have teams and have people, so they really have a big team and they have people working yep. under them. Because one person, as good as you can be, there's only so much time in a day. So you, yep. when you get to that point, you'd have to start with a team. And Jan does a lot. Uh, right, exactly. That's, that's the limitation. And I think earlier you were talking, Dottie, about 
you know, how some don't make money. And I think the ones that don't make money that I've seen, um, this is my, my, what I surmise on that, is that they haven't made the distinction between being an entrepreneur, which is a risk taker, right, and uh-huh. investing before you see a dollar, okay, and being self-employed. So I never want my, my clients to say they're self-employed because now you've given yourself a job. It's not fun. You're not getting paid. It's very frustrating. Whereas if you approach this business as an entrepreneur, knowing that you're going to take risk up front for the end, you know, and being committed and being resilient and passionate and all those things, then you're going to be successful. That's just what I've seen in my, you know, years in corporate really and coming over here in the real estate world. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And when I talk, um, when I do talking, I'm really, I talk about business and being an entrepreneur because that's what I was and that's what I am. But I'm also a great salesperson and I think they all go together. But I think that if you don't, you know, not everybody has the same risk tolerance. So some, for some people, they need to know I have a certain amount of pay and it comes in every week and, they might not have much growth potential, but the security of that, they, which I'm not sure I believe in much security anywhere unless you uh, work for a union. But, but, but I do think that for women and for me, uh, it was a life-changing event. And Absolutely. I couldn't – I didn't plan on being in real estate, but I couldn't have picked something that I was more passionate about, that I loved – and that I would be successful in, and that it really, there was no limit to what you can do if that's what you choose to do and don't want to make excuses. So I'm all for it, and I'm all for seeing with women, uh, more women get in it. Uh, I think that's, now you, I, I would like to, I know you have Lauren on the board, who's a top, top broker. That girl never stops on your board. And what are the five, so you, you really are coaching people that are not, it's real estate, but they're in their own business. And I think that is so key that people don't realize. Sometimes they don't, they, and you're really building, investing in your own business and people invest in themselves also to grow. So that's right. You, and you wrote something I read someplace that you, and you really felt that women were so gifted in this field. Uh, what do yes. you, why and what 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 are the traits or what do you think uh, make women mm-hmm. top real estate agents? Well, I think um, I know I know there are there are many there are, there are many, but I kind of put it down to a few. But one of them is that we are curious. You know, women are more curious. You know, my husband couldn't care less. Like when he's talking to my son, my son's away. Our youngest is at college, and so he'll say, "Oh, I talked to Zach today." I'm like, "Oh, what'd you find out?" He doesn't hardly find out anything. Whereas when I talk to my son, I find out all kinds of stuff because I ask the right questions. So I think that women know how to ask the questions. And, um, and I think, you know, women are more consultative, asking the questions and intuitively listening. Whereas men want to tell, maybe not all, but I'll say, you know, according to what I, my experience is that men are more matter of fact about it and want to brag about, how great they are, whereas women want to keep the focus on the client, which is what clients today want. They would rather, you know, keep the focus on them, and in doing so, you'll elevate them and you'll elevate yourself. Right. Um, Jim. You know, and 
Do oh, me a ahead, favor, because we're we're coming to an end soon. So, would you? Wait, how do I? I have posted you all over my social media, but how do people reach you? Because you're you have coaching, you have new agent training, you have everything. Um, how do people reach you? I'm going to post everything on my site and I on real estate and on my social media, so you can get it through me. But is there another number or a place or go to your sure, website? Sure. Sure. Um, our website is livygirl.com, and that's L-I-V-Y. You know what, Jan? Hold on. I think we're going to take the break, and then we'll be back, okay. and we'll finish up, because otherwise you're going to get cut off. All right? Sounds we'll be right good. back. We'll finish up with Jan and finish our piano tear taxes and all of that information. We'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Did I get cut off? Oh, we're talking to, um, I have no South. It's by... We can hear you, Dottie. Oh, we can hear me. Yeah. I don't hear anybody, so I'm sorry. I've been, I've been with Jan Copeland, who has, it was one of the best, her and her sister are the best coaches that I know one of the, in the country. Um, they love, they're passionate about it, and they help women at all levels. So if you're new, if you're experienced, if you're building a team, and as Jan just said, when you go into real estate, you're an entrepreneur. And so not only that you have to know how to sell, you have to know how to run a business. It's kind of a double whammy. So they're great on that. And so I am, and Jan, you have a real estate academy. And yes, would we you, do. So, I mean, it's really, you know, you can get degrees in real estate now. It's really, a, I can't even say, I love the business and it's never dull. It's always different. Would you tell us, I mean, where I'm very excited about speaking at, at your conference and She's Unstoppable. Would you tell us about it? Sure, sure. Well, we have um, just about 500 and some women coming already registered. And like you said, they run the gamut from newbies to experience to make millions of dollars per year. And, and not just the epic speakers on stage, including you, Dottie. But basically what it is, is it's a time for women agents to invest in themselves, get two days to get refreshed, get some networking in, and then learn. And we we got together the most heartfelt, you know, really experts in the industry. You did. I see your lineup. You really did. The lineup can be on um, she'sunstoppablelive.com and just amazing women who are ready to spill how they, you know, their path. Because everybody's path to big success is different. And so, um, but, in, but in addition to all the learning and the networking, we have cocktail reception, we have shopping, um, we have well, a lot of bling, little surprises. That's so going to be a lot, lot of fun. Well, you and my si- your sister, as soon as I saw that video, because I get a lot of, of, you know, things to speak. And I don't usually, I do it, you know, but not, not a lot. Um, I just was doing it a lot of years. But I... I, I felt your energy. I connected to you with that video that you both sent. Um, and mm-hmm. truthfully, everything in life to me is a really connections. And you had yeah. great energy, smart, attractive, good. And you know what? 
I'm like, work hard, but play hard, too. And I can tell you guys like to have fun, too. So I'm so looking yeah, forward to definitely. it. And not only to, to, to learning, because I'm an avid learner, but to also getting together and, and having great. So I am looking forward to you. I'll see you Monday um, when I get there. And uh, I am that excited. And just, to, again, if you want to get a hold of Jan, and if you can't make it because it's too late, go to should they go to your website or Go to my social media, and I have it posted, or or they can go to what? She's Unstoppable. Yeah, or they can just email me at jan at livygirl.com or call me at 540-931-5050, and I'd love to chat with everybody. Okay, we're (laughs) going to post that, so give us the number again. Jan at... 540, jan at livygirl, jan at livygirl.com, and then the number is 540-931-5050. 50, 50. Thank you, Jan. I can't wait. I'll see you in thank a couple you. of days. And thanks for being on our show. And thanks for sharing all that valuable information. I'm looking forward to it. i be- see you in a couple of days. My pleasure. Thanks, Dottie. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. So that's great. Now it's put more pressure on me. Hey, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll do fine, Dottie. Well, no, I know, I know, I know. But it's really... Uh, we were talking about that before, and I said to Ace, we didn't have coaches. They didn't really, that's kind of a, you know, coaching now is really a big thing, and it's really accountability too, right? I mean, Jerry, did you have coaches? Or did you have an attorney coach? Uh, no, we had, you know, <laughs> me, the, the attorney coach was, uh, go do this, spend the next 18 hours sitting in the room, and then give me the memo and I'll criticize it. That was sort of the coaching. Uh, but that was how we learned. It was a different process back then. But, you know, I think coaching in any kind of a business that, you know, uh, you're an entrepreneur, d- this whole accountability thing, you know, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, but you don't necessarily get to it unless the, you got to meet with somebody on Monday and then you got to tell them you didn't get to it. You're more likely to. So anything like that. And, as Ace knows, being an athlete, athletes always have coaches, right? They never, you know, Muhammad Ali, when he was on top of the boxing world, had a coach. You know, everybody, no matter how good they are, yeah. still has a coach. In, you in know, and that's true. But, you know, as a woman, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Because generally, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't even think that, I wouldn't have thought of that. And I think that um, one of the things that people don't realize, whether you're an attorney, whether you're a real estate, whether you find, like, or a doctor, you can, uh, unless you're working for a hospital, if you're a sole, if you're a practitioner, you really are building a business and yeah. you might be a great doctor, but if you don't know how to build a business, you're not going to really do as well. It, and it's, that's the same thing with any profession. Jerry, like you're, you have a business. And so besides for being an attorney, you have to have business skills and know how to run a business. So yeah. I think that, uh, real estate is that. I said, I I don't think people, I think that Jan made a very important point. I think that, because they didn't really talk about it the way they did, they do now. Right. But they didn't really, it was like, okay, you're a real estate agent. But in actuality, you're building a business and you're not getting a paycheck unless you perform. And it's not always, and I tell this to young lawyers, it's not always how good a lawyer you are or how good a doctor you are. You know, I couldn't get all of my doctor for three days this week when I needed this medicine. 
and as good as he is, as much as I love him, and I've been with him for years, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, probably never leave him, I must say it made me think the client service aspect of his profession needs to be upgraded. So people get frustrated. Well, that's, you know it's what? Not always, it's not always that you're not a good lawyer or doctor. It's just, I can't get you. You know, it's impossible. It's funny you should say that. I had called uh, one of my doctors today, yesterday, and I said, well, you know, I forgot how to, which medication you gave me and mm-hmm. which one is which and which, how much to take. And the guy, and I called the office and he said, how would I know? You're not here. Now, how long would it take you? And he sounded almost annoyed that I was right. bothering him. And I said, I thought, well, you're in your office. Can't yeah. you look it up? Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I just got off the phone. I just said, you know what, forget it. And I got yeah. off the phone and then I went on the, uh, I Googled all the medications to, to read what mm-hmm. they said about them. And truthfully, was he a good doctor? Yes. Was I with him 25 years where I might stay even if he did that? He had a bad day? No. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm going to do something else. I mean, so I think yeah. that that's just as important. And we've all learned our lesson. We've all lost clients because they couldn't reach us, you know, because you get busy, you become a victim of your own success. And as I see, you got to be able to be reached by your clients or at least an assistant calls back and says, listen, Jerry's stuck in a closing. I know you called. We hear you. We're going to get back to you. I'll call you tonight. You know, something so that people don't feel they're like being ignored. Nobody was even calling back from this office that I was trying to reach. Really? And I really was, you know, in distress. So people, you know, it's not always. No, about you wouldn't call. I know you. So if you weren't in no, distress. No, I never do. I never do. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? And I have I, a cell phone, but I don't want to bother him on a cell phone. So, yeah. I promised everyone that I would tell you. Um, and this was from Brick Underground, which I find a very reliable source. And they're a good, you know, they have, you know great information. I go to them a lot. And um, they published a report of the 10 best New York City neighborhoods for college grads in 2019. And I thought it was kind of interesting. And of course, they they looked at certain factors that, you know, to, to determine, you know, which ones were the best. And for but these are picked for college crowds. And they, you know, they put Social life, nightlife, friends, they, you know, they put all of those uh, bike stations, all the things that kids out of college would, would want. And they came up with, you know, number, number one was Washington Heights, and it had four stars in affordability, and commuting was four stars, and... Uh, Oh, that it, it, it came. It went to number three. I think now now it was number three in 2018, number one in 2019. Okay, and that's in the northmost tip of Manhattan. I'm not going to go through them all, but if you want a copy of this, I'm going to post them. And but that came in number one, and the excitement. Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn uh, came in. It's if you want to th- live with where it's happening, a cultural scene. As a, and a home for a lot of young people, because a lot of young people, and to have an active nightlife with a bar and restaurant scene, they gave that four stars, a bed side in Brooklyn. Uh, they gave Jackson Heights in Queens uh, four stars, and they said it's culturally diverse, many young people, uh, and, and people that, that want to be close to New York. And it's one of the most diverse places on the planet. And there's reflected in businesses and restaurants. There's a lot of businesses and restaurants very, of every, of every, you know, different type. 
You have great restaurants. And I'll give you one more. Well, Greenpoint, Brooklyn came in number four. And Astoria, Queens actually came in number five. And uh, again, uh, the rents are all in the 2000s, 24. Greenpoint was 28. But they're, they're, these were some of the best places for kids to live. And, you know, I think today... And Jerry and Ace, I think you would agree, and I think I talked a little about it when I said I went to the Hudson Yards. It's really about lifestyle. I mean, people want to look at a place, not only that they live in, but where they feel good in and where they feel comfortable in and where they, yeah. mm-hmm. the things they like are not. Neighborhood, aren't. resources, amenities, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not just the property. People today, where I, you know, look for... What is the lifestyle I'm going to get there? So if you're out of college, you might want to be in one of these top areas for kids or out of college. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Iron Real Estate. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And uh, here with the Ace, the Jerry, and the Dottie. Uh, uh, Ace, we had big yeah. news this week on mortgage rates. And they yeah. plunged. Uh, they had a big plunge. They, no. just, they just continue to go down, Dottie. I mean, like, I uh, can't even take it anymore. I was, my, I our, mean, our what crystal are ball now? is, uh, it's currently 30 year fixed if you have really good credit, which is, you know, anywhere from 720 and above. On a jumbo mortgage, um, you can get a rate of 3.875, below 4%. Below 4%. Yeah. On a jumbo. On a jumbo. Which is generally higher when it's a yeah. jumbo. Anything higher than 625. <laughs> Okay. Six hundred twenty-five thousand. So three point eight seven five. So that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. Um, why do you think they dropped it again? Just to really, you know, again, um, you know, I, I think the global economy um, all over the world, you know, it really. I mean, there's still trade wars going on. Um, you know, with politics, still a little bit of unrest and the volatility in the stock market. There's a lot of things. That's that's going against you know local news, which is unemployment is at all time low, inflation is where you know targets are supposed to be right right above the two percent market, and minimum wage has gone up. So all things are leading towards interest rates going up, but there's still a lot of things going on around the world that are still that you never know. Low. We live in yeah. a crazy kind of world, and uh, you never know. So, but I have to tell you. Like, as I said, I've been in the business a long time, and I bought homes that was like, oh, my God, I'm taking an adjustable mortgage at 11 or 12%, yeah. and I was happy to take an adjustable to get it because it was 15% of you took it. And we did it. And we just, you know, and let me just say this. If you don't own something, and I don't care what they tell you about renting and the new rent, if you don't own something, okay, you need to. Okay, unless you're not, you're not going to be in the area and you have to relocate, because first of all, it's a great feeling to own your own. Okay, and second of all, truthfully, if you you have something, hopefully over the years, that even though you're not supposed to sell it as an investment, I am careful about that because 
nothing's but there's nothing guaranteed in life. Yeah. And so if you buy a stock or anything, if you put your the only thing that's guaranteed is if you take your money and you put it under your mattress, uh, you will be losing value in money. And if you're like me, if you just keep it, you will spend it. So you know, yes, sometimes I'm here to tell you that we've all seen that, and it's, we've all seen it. <laughs> uh, he was listen, when I was 25 years old. I was so broke, okay, and I was like never. I I was with, I got into real estate. And here was my motto: send, uh, spend, 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 and God will send, send, send. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Well, <laughs> how did that work out? <laughs> well, Listen, you know something. God's got better is, things to do, okay, than send you money. Do you like that? Well, the truth of the busy. matter is, when you really have to do it, somehow you do it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. when you don't have to, you can get sloppy. So yeah. I had to make money and I was determined to make money. But I also looked at my future more than the paycheck because I thought, you know, let me look at some place where I can mm-hmm. grow and where I can learn and where I can grow. Because when yeah. you're young, that's what you should do. Definitely. To me, it's the, a lot better mm-hmm. to work for something where you have great mentors and you can grow mm-hmm. and learn at. And I'm going to talk to those women about that because mm-hmm. I really believe that. Uh, but, but you I'm still have to pay a, your bills. Yeah, I'm a big advocate also of things that help us, force us to save. We all, you know, intend to. I remember this one of my resolutions this year was every every month I'll just put a little extra in my brokerage account. You know, you forget that things. Time goes by. You're buying other things. When you're paying your mortgage every month, you're forced to put money in savings. Essentially, you're buying down a little bit of equity every month. And as you progress in the mortgage, it's more and more equity, and it just forces you every month to put money aside, whether you want to or not, because you got to pay the bank. And I like that aspect of it. People forget about that. Yeah, but and I, I, I think that's really an important part because now some people are that disciplined that they save X amount of money. Yeah. Uh, you know, like my boss used to say, oh. Dottie, just take 10% off your paycheck. And I was like, right. well, I can't afford 10%. I don't make any money right, right now. Uh, but then, you know, I, I worked for Merrill and they had like some kind of sharing program, which we have at Douglas Elliman also. And uh, so I would take 5%. Cause, yeah. But truthfully, I never thought about it because you don't miss it when you don't even get it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, years and years later, all of a sudden, it was worth like a lot of money. And, and, and a house is truthfully... Even if it doesn't go up, you're paying down. You're, you're taking that that money and you're putting it towards something. You're not giving it yes. to a landlord. Yes. It's so you know, yeah. could you lose money? You can. You know what? Absolutely. Life's a risk. Yep. You could walk across yeah. the street and get killed. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you're afraid to do anything. So if it's not for everyone, but I do think, okay, I do think that for most people. It's the largest investment they will make. And it's the largest mm-hmm. investment they will have in their life. And I also think, and Jerry, since you are a fairly recent home, bar, home oh, I was owner, in life. I was there is nothing I like owning your own place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, you know, the, the, the shoemaker's kids or whatever they say. But, you know, I was starting my own business and growing it and, and money wasn't so easy in the beginning. And I was 50 before I bought my first piece of real estate. But I can, I will never forget the day that I closed. I mean, it was just, I just looked at my spouse and I said, I, we own something. It's amazing. You know, we we're finally homeowners and we don't have to be professional guests at people's <laughs> weekend homes anymore. Although we were very good at that too. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And the nice thing is you, you never have to worry about 
projects and things to be done around the house. Oh, never. And things that break. <laughs> they, it never stops. So never. <laughs> people are like, are you done yet? I'm like, we're never going to be done. You know? You're never done. That's. Uh, I think it. there was a we movie called The Money Trap or something like that. The it was, Money I don't Pit. Know if it, it was a, the Money Pit. Money Pit. I think. Well, Everyone should watch that film. Oh yeah, you should. I, say, yeah. I don't know if you can get it. I don't know if you can oh, find it's great. it. But when everything falls apart, if I recall yeah. correctly, in the house, Shelley Long, I think, and uh, I can't remember the, the comedian in it. But yeah, they buy this beautiful, beautiful old house and they restore it. <laughs> And everything, everything that can go wrong, wrong does go everything. wrong. Everything, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and, and when you have a house, truthfully, you will have ongoing, and you want to keep it just to maintain it. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to let it go to, you know, just to yeah. keep it maintained, even if you don't do anything new to it. If you just maintain it, there's a cost to that. But I think there's a great feeling uh, by having home ownership. And I think with the mortgage rates right now, to me, it's like almost borrowing free money. It's close to oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's as close as it gets. It's. I mean, really, it's, it's unbelievable. It yeah. And by the way, and again, Ace can tell you, and you have to give me that formula again, but your interest rates, like Ace said, you just take a number and say, this is what I'm comfortable in spending, mm-hmm. okay? Because maybe I want to spend... Um, maybe I'm comfortable with spending more money than you because I'm not. I'm going to give up going to dinner. I'm going to give up buying new clothes or whatever. And somebody else says, "Hey, I'm not doing that. I still want to do this, this, and this." So it's not only what you can afford; it's how what you want to live. Right. So if you go in with a yeah. payment now, if you look at the interest rates now, the same price property with higher interest rates is going to cost you so much, so more. much more. People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And if you um, bought it a while ago, you should call and just see what a, just see how much you would save on a refinance. And if it's not do if it doesn't mean anything, fine. But you should just find out mm-hmm. uh, because these rates. I mean, really, uh huh. And I don't know how we all did it. I bought, you know, everybody struggled when I was young. We all bought houses and uh, we struggled. I bought this tiniest house that was available. I never saw a smaller house. You uh, You step outside to change your mind, right? No, but my father brought me up to believe in home ownership before I was in real estate. So I, so I bought this little house. It was like a cottage, and my friends had great apartments that were mm-hmm. luxurious. And this was like a, but you know what? I sold it not to you know maybe five or six years after I bought it, and I, I rented it for a while. Then I sold it, and I made money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, you know, by the way, I remember um, talking about interest rates when things were four or five years ago, and at historic lows and three years ago we kept saying it's historic lows are not always going to stay this way and then they started to inch up right remember ace and they started to get up a little you know, a point higher than they are now and everybody was complaining yes. and we said well listen we told you we told you that it wasn't yeah. gonna last long and now we have like a second bite of the apple the no one situation. i don't think expected them yeah. to go back down this low they're here we don't want to hear it next year when you can't get these rates yeah. anymore so get out there it's a beautiful weekend go buy a house for yeah. your or give us this gift. It's Mother's mm. Day is coming up. Okay. Yes. What better yeah. gift? I mean, Dottie, I right. was talking to someone and they were saying, you know, when they were um, growing up and, you know, their parents were paying 17%. I was in that business. I was in the business. I mean, we I, real estate business I was in that time. And <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, Ace, you <laughs> might not even so realize this. And that's why I, I can, I'm, I'm a broker. I learned in the worst of times. And mm-hmm. I said, if I could sell in those times, I can sell anything. Exactly. But here's yeah. what happened. 
they then will give you a commitment. When you applied for a mortgage in the days when I started real estate, the commitment was given two weeks before closings. Right. So you went to contract. You they did, Okay, and what would happen is, let's say the interest rate was 12%. By the time you closed on the property, it might have been 13%, yeah. and you didn't qualify anymore, right. so you lost your commitment. It was All right? wild. It was way, hairy. You, but, and the, the, the sellers had to really work with us. We all had to work as a team. And we would assume their rates. If they had an assumable mortgage, we would say, oh, you have an 11%? Right. We'll right. take that one. You That's remember those one. days, yeah. Jerry? Oh, yeah. But I love how Ace does this, by the way. He gets these little digs in. He's like, I read about years ago <laughs> when it was- In the olden days. Like, yeah, we were in the business then, Ace. In the olden days. It oh, I love yeah, you guys. The old you know I love yes. you guys. Nice little dig there. <laughs> yeah. But truthfully- we learned, and you know what? We had a, I had a, this little like sheet with the mortgage rates, and we sit and did by hand the calculations of how much you could mm-hmm. qualify for. We didn't have to call somebody, and they would know. We would, and really, we learned the business. And people made deals with the seller, the buyer, and the real estate broker. We all had to work together because that's the only way you could get anything to work at 16 percent. Um, I think the weather is going to break finally. I'm hoping. It was freezing yesterday, so I'm hoping. I look forward to being here next week with everybody. I just want you to have a great weekend, and I think it's going to be nice, right? It's supposed to be. So enjoy the weekend, enjoy your health, and enjoy spring. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.